No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we look at Psalm 80 where Asaph complains that the Lord has fed them with the bread of tears. His prayer, restore us, O God. We hope you'll join us as Pastor Daryl continues in the Psalms on Simply the Bible. Tomorrow we join with our families to give thanks. Yes, we have so much to be thankful for. We enjoy eating together and celebrating with our loved ones, but we must confess that this Thanksgiving is different from the others. While we ought to be thankful, I believe there is also room for a petition. We need God's help. And we find in Psalm 80 an excellent and appropriate petition from Asaph. I believe it has great relevance for our world today and especially for our nation. Psalm 80, to the chief musician, set to testimony of Asaph, a psalm. Give ear, O shepherd of Israel, you who lead Joseph like a flock, you who dwell between the cherubim, shine forth before Ephraim, Benjamin, and Manasseh, stir up your strength and come and save us. Asaph calls upon the shepherd of Israel. Perhaps this is a reference to Jacob's deathbed blessing of his son Joseph. In Genesis 49:24, we read, But his bow remained in strength, and the arms of his hands were made strong by the hands of the mighty God of Jacob. From there is the shepherd, the stone of Israel. Throughout Scripture, the Lord is referred to as a shepherd. He led Joseph like a flock, which included the tribes of Ephraim and Manasseh. Now Asaph calls upon their shepherd to hear his prayer. This speaks of the Lord's gentle care and guidance through the difficulties of life. Do we know the voice of our shepherd? But God is more than a shepherd. He dwells between the cherubim. He rules in the heavens. He is sovereign over the kingdoms of earth. Nothing escapes his control. Asaph names three tribes, Ephraim, Benjamin, and Manasseh. Benjamin was the son of Rachel, Jacob's favored wife, and Ephraim and Manasseh were her grandsons from her son Joseph. After the nation of Israel was divided, Ephraim and Manasseh were part of the northern kingdom, while Benjamin was part of the southern kingdom. But Asaph sees them as one nation before God. Restore us, O God, cause your face to shine, and we shall be saved. Three times in this psalm, Asaph says, Restore us, O God. When trouble comes, when God seems distant, and when the enemy attacks, only God can restore us. Only He can make us one. How we need His face to shine on us. How we need His favor. Asaph borrows this imagery from the priestly blessing of Numbers 6. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. 
When God's face shines upon us, then we are truly blessed. O Lord God of hosts, how long will you be angry against the prayer of your people? You have fed them with the bread of tears and given them tears to drink in great measure. You have made us a strife to our neighbors and our enemies laugh among themselves. It was one thing for them to know the Lord's anger. Israel had known this many times in her history. But now it seemed that God was angry against even the prayer of his people. Their petitions were doing no good. It seemed that heaven was shut up against them and there was no response. When God led the children of Israel out of Egypt and through the wilderness, he fed them with manna from heaven and gave them water from the rock. But now it seemed that he was feeding them with the bread of tears and giving them tears to drink. Their sorrows were multiplied beyond measure. They had even become strife to their neighbors. No longer were their neighbors friendly to them, but they looked upon Israel with scorn and hostility. God can cause our neighbors to live in peace with us or be hostile toward us. The scorn of enemies is a great burden to bear. Restore us, O God of hosts. Cause your face to shine and we shall be saved. This is the second time Asaph prays that God will restore them. Here he calls upon God of hosts, that is, God of the armies of heaven. If the commander-in-chief of the armies of heaven comes to our aid, then who can oppose us? How we need his salvation. You have brought a vine out of Egypt. You have cast out the nations and planted it. You prepared room for it and caused it to take deep root. And it filled the land. The hills were covered with its shadow and the mighty cedars with its boughs. She sent out her boughs to the sea and her branches to the river. Asaph pictures Israel as being the Lord's vine. First, he brought this vine out of Egypt. He brought them to the promised land and cast out the nations of Canaan. He planted them where they grew deep roots, and they spread out and filled the land. They bore much fruit and were prosperous, especially during the days of David and Solomon. They spread out as far as the Mediterranean Sea to the west and the Euphrates River to the east. Why have you broken down her hedges so that all who pass by the way pluck her fruit? The boar out of the woods uproots it and the wild beast of the field devours it. God had broken down the hedges of his vineyard. Israel was now easy prey. Robbers passed by and plucked her fruit. Wild animals uprooted and devoured her. It seemed that God had completely forgotten about his vine. Return, we beseech you, O God of hosts. Look down from heaven and see and visit this vine and the vineyard which your right hand is planted and the branch that you made strong for yourself. It is burnt with fire. It is cut down. They perish at the rebuke of your countenance. Asaph calls upon the Lord to return and visit his vine. Israel belonged to him. He planted her in the land. He raised her up and made her strong for himself. 
Would he not remember her and come to her aid now? But now Israel was burned with fire and was cut down. They would perish before his face. Let your hand be upon the man of your right hand, upon the son of man, whom you made strong for yourself. Then we will not turn back from you. Revive us and we will call upon your name. Let your hand be upon the man of your right hand. To whom was Asaph referring? Who was this man of God's right hand? It could be a reference to Benjamin because his name means son of my right hand. It seems to be a call for God to return to his people. Then we will not turn back from you. If God would do this, if he would revive them, then they would call upon his name only. They would not mention the name of any other gods. And finally, Asaph says, revive us. Isn't that our need today? Do we not need God to revive us? We talk about making America great again, but who can do this? It was God who made this nation great. When we were one nation under God, when we acknowledged that he was our source of strength and livelihood, we recognized that if we trusted in God, then we would also fear him and keep his commandments. We would respect the sanctity of life, whether it was unborn in the womb or the elderly nearing life's end. We didn't feel we had the, quote, freedom, unquote, to toss his moral laws behind our backs, but we recognized that his moral law strengthened us. We embraced the promise that righteousness exalts a nation, but sin is a reproach to any people. But now, we are a divided nation. People are lovers of self, lovers of money, lovers of pleasure, rather than lovers of God. We would like for America to be great again, but we cannot be great unless there is spiritual revival. Therefore, we pray with Asaph, Revive us, and we will call upon your name. Restore us, O Lord God of hosts. Cause your face to shine, and we shall be saved. This is the third time Asaph prays, Restore us. And I pray this with him. Have mercy upon us. Make your face shine upon us. Be gracious to us. Fulfill your purpose for America. Make us a nation that lights the way to your kingdom. I am not hopeless. I am hopeful. For I don't believe that God is through with America. He planted us here. Our pilgrim fathers had high hopes where they could experience religious freedom and worship the Lord without interference. This was their promised land, their new world, and their settlement was full of the miraculous. God was with them and established this nation, building it on their faith. And we would say, Restore us, O God. Make us great again. Make us that blessed nation whose God is the Lord. Yes, we are thankful for God's faithfulness. Even through this crazy year, we have seen the tender mercies of God. But we want to see more. We want to see revival. We want to see God pour out His Spirit on our nation, upon all flesh, on our sons, on our daughters. 
And we want to see God make us one nation under God. As we gather with our families to give thanks tomorrow, let us also pray, restore us, O God. Heavenly Father, we do thank you for your presence. We thank you for your goodness, your love, your mercies, your patience with us. And Lord, as we gather with our families, we pray that we would look up to heaven. We would rejoice in you and rejoice with one another. But Lord, we would also join our hearts to say, restore us, God, revive our nation, pour out your spirit upon us and make us truly great in you. In Jesus' name, amen. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. To listen to other episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our podcast on iTunes or Spotify. If you have any questions or comments, please contact us through our website. Tomorrow, we'll look at Psalms 81 and 82, where Asaph declares Israel's rebellion against the Lord, and he prays for God to arise and judge the earth. We hope you'll join us as we continue in the Psalms on Simply the Bible.